This is Mystic and Match. Hi, Madge. How are you? Very well. How are you? Good, good. And welcome to all of our listeners. I hope that everyone is safe and is healthy and is around the people they love. And if you can't be around the people you love, at least try to reach out. So that those are our wishes for today. I know, Madge, prior to the show, you were um, talking about... Uh, a severe issue that you saw on, on, on Twitter. If you want to share a little bit about it, it's a little shocking when I saw it. Yeah. And the BBC uh, posted a migrants in India being sprayed with disinfectant, um, just kind of lined up and being like blasted with what looks like a fire hose filled with um, disinfectant. And it was reported by, uh, before they were allowed to return to their village, um, it's reported by an Indian journalist. Um, and they just, yeah, Times of India journalist. And it looks like a, just a chemical solution being sprayed on them by office, oh, depart, fire department officials dressed in like hazmat suits. And it was really disheartening uh, to see that um, just because, well, for obvious reasons. Uh, but it's, it, you know, the chemicals could be, God knows what they're spraying them with. Um, and this is just not right. You know, well, it looks, like animals. yeah, it looks like animals. It looks like they're, 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 they, they were herded there and they were lined up and, and, and then they're spraying them and it's just completely shocking and disheartening. And then you have people standing around taking video like, this is just a normal thing. I mean, people are even driving by. People are going in their motorcycles, cars. You know, just it's just shocking to me. And you know, interesting. Kanwardi Singh um, actually said on Twitter, "Who are you trying to kill? The coronavirus, or are you trying to kill humans?" I mean, right. migrant laborers. You know, are people, and they have families. They didn't just appear out of anywhere, you know, right. they, they, like, like they, like, a, you know, they're aliens. They came down on a spaceship. I mean, this is barbaric. I've never yeah, seen anything is. like this, nothing. And this is in India. And that happened a couple days ago. So yeah, take a look when you can. Oh, so bothersome. <laughs> Sorry. Like. You know, I just started getting slightly emotional again at what, what is happening. And it's a right. disinfectant, and, right? Right. We don't know. Who knows what they're spending. If you're going to take to that extent to spray people with a hose like that, it's it's dehumanizing. If it's, so it, let's assume it's a disinfectant. Let's just assume it's water and alcohol mix. Great. Is that really how you handle it? I mean, can we not do better? Is right. This, Exactly. Really how you're gonna, can you not trust the people to take care and wash their hands? They they just they basically assume that they're dirty people that can't use their brains to wipe themselves down mm-hmm. themselves and clean themselves. And that to me is what's so sad is that you know you see it happening and you don't do anything about it. 
And then you see it happen again and you don't do anything about it. And the next thing, it could be you. And that's how, you know, it's kind of what happened historically with, with terrible things like the Holocaust and all the awful things that have happened in this world. Well, I mean, look at the Native Americans in this. Yeah, look at the Native Americans in this country. That's just a a real clear example where, you know, they just stood by and watched and turned, you know, to look away. And that's why we find ourselves where we're at right now. Right. Everybody just kind of looks away. So that's why I think right now I'm not comparing that to the Holocaust because obviously people would get mad. But I am comparing just the example of it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, it's two different, um, scenarios, what they're spraying versus what happened in the Holocaust versus what happened with Native Americans, um, indigenous Americans. Right. (laughs) Go ahead. Right. Right. But, but it's, but it's still an atrocity is what I'm hearing. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think it is, and it's not getting that much attention. Um, so I would, you know, I'll do my best to forward this around and and um and make sure people see it yeah well they can it it happened in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh and it's Uttar Pradesh is is is, you know (laughs) just phonetically yeah yeah. phonetically Mm -hmm. um trying to make it easier for people to look up if they wanted to look it up so that's where we're at and you know we have to do better like you said, we, we must do better. And what do we, what, you know, we, it's time for us to rise. What are we going to do? You know, it's uh, time right. for us to rise. And I, and I've been saying that throughout this podcast that not just this one, but all of our podcasts, United, we stand, we have to, one of us has to rise and then the next and the next and the next and the next. And that's how it's got to work. If not, we're just going to keep getting lamb blasted and treated like garbage and, and right. cattle, not the, the cattle's garbage. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But. And the majority of the people that, um, let's just say, the people that get impacted first are maybe the ones that can't speak out as much. But just wait. When middle, the middle class starts to get impacted and they're inconvenienced more than just being asked to stay in their homes and they're treated like cattle. Maybe then people will start to pay a little more attention. Not to create some scary scenario where we're all turning into drones and doing what we're told, and, but just to, to pay attention in terms of what's right and what's wrong. You know, we understand that it's, we need to be careful. We need to wash our hands. We need to not breathe on other people. And we're going to follow the rules. Um, but it does not mean that we should be subject to stupidity like this. So, Well, you know, it brings me to something interesting that I saw on, on, on Facebook. Um, there's a gentleman who is on the blaze and he was talking about how our constitution is under attack in this country. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 not a joke. So our free speech, if you if you think about it, our free speech is under attack. So when people say things or post things that they're not right. supposed to, quote unquote, on Facebook, social media, wherever they're posting it, whether it's email, where, whether they even say it on the phone, all of a sudden they're being attacked. And I remember seeing this video of this guy 
who the FBI actually went to his house because he was taking pictures of a police station. He was well within his right to take pictures of a police station and then he didn't post them or anything. Somebody recognized him, called the cops, okay? And then literally all of a sudden went to, you know, to, said the so-and-so, that was so-and-so, he lives this this and this address. And then he uh, quite literally, unfortunately, had two FBI agents on his porch. Right. And good for him. He knew the law. He was an act. He was an attorney, actually. <laughs> so he was telling him what they could and what they couldn't do. And that was in the state of New Jersey. Which all is meaningless with the Patriot Act and Homeland Security. So you are not allowed to photograph. That's the thing. That's these departments are created because of the fact that we, well, I don't know. Everybody knows the history, but what you, what you're referring to in terms of the law sure it's law it applies like you said via the constitution via our individual rights via freedom of information we're being photographed every day on the streets and cameras the- are everywhere who's <laughs> where's our rights right but but he can't stand and take a photo and i'll tell you why is because of patriot act because of the privacy of the police officers that are coming in and out because they have undercover cops so the government will claim, and those two FBI agents will claim that it is, whether it's right or wrong, is I'm not judging, but that it is a violation of of that, of that he can't do that. He can't take the photos. Because well, he can because the Constitution comes first. He, first, it comes first. It doesn't. Not, not with the Patriot Act. That's what I'm was, saying. That's right. Right. It doesn't. They ruined right, it. But the Constitution. <laughs> but the Constitution was first created. It was created first. So it's supposed to apply first. And that's my whole point, that the Constitution is under attack. And that's that's what I was saying. And this whole thing. I'm agreeing with you. It is under attack. But it's not just now under attack. It's been under Under attack attack since Patriot Act. And and that's why people. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why people were freaking out. You know, I'm sure you remember we were one of the people. (laughs) We were some of the people that were upset. We're like, okay, well, there is a limit. You know, Europe has been dealing with terrorism forever, and they deal with it in ways that are vastly different than how the United States responded. So they get threats for bombs all the time, and they, they in, in the UK, and they deal with it differently, right? Well, they've been around ha- for a lot, lot longer than the United States. Absolutely. But we, our response was to basically invade everybody's privacy and, and come down with a sledgehammer, right? To its own people. Right, right. So right. the claim was that these terrorists came from a different place in the world. And then all of a sudden, the Americans right. were under attack. Now, now, how right. does that work? Now, how, how <laughs> in, uh, any intelligent person? human being would know that that's not appropriate it's not acceptable and it's going against our constitution and we have to do something about it this is insane i mean so you know look at guns gun sales gun sales the first thing that they did in the state was freeze gun sales before they even implemented yeah no that's not acceptable but no, but they're going to tell you they did the whole campaign and they're going to tell you it's to, to protect our rights. 
and oh, well, make right. sure we're safe. No, but this is what it is. And listen, I agree 100%. There is a definite scary element out there that wants to kill all Americans, guaranteed. There is an element out there that would love to do that. Many elements, because we've pissed off a lot of people around the globe. When I say we, I mean America. And it is a scenario that, unfortunately, because we have been fear mong, you know, we're fear mongers. We're, we're like, okay, we're going to trust that the government, this is what they need us to do. And this is what we're going to do. And we've got, you know, Bush on stage at the time telling us, okay, this is what we need. And, and it's, it's a definite violation. But most Americans, and if you were to go door to door taking a poll, probably are going to tell you, well, they have to do what they have to do to keep us safe. Well, they keep turning, but they keep turning the other cheek and that's the thing. And then all of a sudden people, you know, people are trying to say, Hey, wait, this is what's happening. Can you not see what's going on? And then those people are called conspiracy theorists. And guess what? Everything that they've been saying, not everything though. I don't want to say that general blanketed statement. Um, a lot of what they were saying was actually true. And so now here we are, here we find ourselves, and basically we're fucked. Right. We can't go back. What do we, what oh, do we, we can, but. <laughs> no, no, we can't go back. We can never go back. Never. There's no going back in this. There's no backwards. Even if you tried to go back and have the society in which we try, like we were, the quote unquote old society, you still have to go backwards to get there and then try to move forward from there but you can't because we can't erase this time from the globe we can't erase what just happened and what we're living at this present moment this this is absolutely nuts you know yeah so back to back to 2001 i mean if we go back and we we could take it back let's just say so when the house passed it senate passed and you know president signed the Patriot Act, it literally, under the guise of we need to enhance domestic security because (laughs) we're combating terrorism, counterterrorism funds. But let me take away all your rights. That's combating terrorism right there. Yeah. Let me, let me, you can't say anything, no free speech. And that's really when it started. That's really when it started. The, the, the madness started and I don't know. We got to do something. And now, the, and, now, and now talking about it. Oh, go ahead. Now they're stripping the guns, you know, so no infringement on our rights. I mean, what is that? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to, we're supposed to have some kind of protection for life and liberty. But right. we don't have that. No, no. But it's on the guy on the, under the guise of we're going to keep, everybody's safe because you don't want people to have guns in times of they're going to loot or they're going to do this or they're going to, you know, I might need a gun tomorrow because somebody comes to my door and tries to rob the house because there's no money because the, the, the economy has gone to hell. So that's, they're doing it under the, that meant I'm stating the obvious here. I know, but it's, that's one side of it, right? So they, they want to quote unquote protect us. And on the other side of it is that, you have guns in the hands of people in in big cities and inner cities that are killing each other, right? So you don't want people like that to have guns that are on a regular day in a good economy 
shooting each other because of guns and drugs and <laughs> guns, drugs, and money. <laughs> well, it's but just it's, the inner city, yeah. though, because there are some some places um, that, are, that that's not the inner city that still there's issues. I've seen it with my own. Yeah, right. And you yeah. you hear the the kids that go into school, the kids that go to school and kill people with their guns out in the country. And, right in the country. Um, yeah, right, but that numerically that doesn't shake a stick at what's happening in cities. So they use that as an example. And these people in the inner cities are not necessarily getting their guns from gun shops, right? Guns are, I don't know where to get them, but guns are probably real easy to come by in certain parts of the city if you know who to ask, right? (laughs) There's a gun trade, there's a drug trade, there's a trade for everything. So it's a matter of like, they're taking our rights away, but the people that, you know, criminals are still going to have guns. Well, then, then there's a you know, then there's that that the issue that they're allowing a lot of different individuals to get out of jail right now, so they're setting them free. Right, the non-violent um, they claim non-violent. Then, right, and then there's so there's break-ins happening right now. Um, I know a woman who had her place broken into. Well, it was on the left side of her actually. Um, and then on the right side of her, and then they tried to break into her house, and then that's when all hell broke loose. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, yeah. But she was. Well, if I imagine they didn't succeed. Well, that wasn't in the city. Oh, that was my point. That was out um, in the country. Right. Yep. Um, so you know, it's starting to get to that point right now. And, um, yeah, there's, there's definite issues, but you know, one interesting thing that I want to share is that we have to wake up, we have to stand, um, and we have to stand with each other. And so there has to be a sense of community and, um, that sense of community is us. Right. Right. We have to be there for each other and, um, you know, it's almost like going, yeah, and it's almost like going back into like tribalism, where we're we're a tribe. You know, the people who are living here within close proximity to me, we're we're a tribe. You know, and not to like one tribe against the other. No, we're all a tribe. It's a global tribe. <laughs> right. That's what we have to wake up to. And speaking of that, there's we were going to talk about um, farmers. Remember. And food and how... Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And I, I before I forget, I wanted to um, remind you that, uh, about that. But, um... Yeah, so, I mean, you know, for the last couple of days, we've touched briefly on, um, you know, the seeds. We've talked about the bovine and, um, you know, and we've just talked about food rotting in general. But we thought it would be important to, um, you know, talk to a local farmer. Mm -hmm. And so Madge reached out and and this is what happened. So I called Three Sisters Farm in Kankakee, Illinois. And um, basically I was was inquiring if, you know, they're interested in being on the show and uh, talking to us about their experience during this time and how coronavirus pandemics affecting them Mm -hmm. and I was told that 
they're so busy right now because they're doing deliveries to the major city that they're nearest, uh, with Chicago. And they are doing home deliveries uh, direct to the door because there's no more farmer's markets. That's how they make their money. Farmer's markets, restaurants, this kind of thing. And they can't do any of that right now. You know, they would typically bring a load to, um, you know, the local restaurants that they have contracts Uh with or that they work with regularly. Um, Then there'd be people coming to their farm. You know, there'd be deliveries to... um, I forget what that's called because I don't do it anymore. Um, community organizes uh, like pickups where you do your drops and then they go pick up their box of vegetables. So anyway, so they're doing all of that now and they're so incredibly busy more so than any other time, obviously, because now they not only have to deliver, uh, they have to farm, get the seeds in the ground, uh, pick everything, but they also have to, um, that they're growing in hoop houses because they, they grow in hoop houses in addition to in the ground and basically have uh-huh, everything uh-huh. be delivered by, by, by hand because it's everybody's scattered around the city, all the, the people that they delivered to that are buying from them. So that's a lot of work for them. And, you know, it would be nice in a perfect world if communities would have made some like a drop point where people you can drop your stuff and then they can come there to pick it up. But again, they can't, they can't do that because of the coronavirus. You can't have more than a few people in an area. And I get that, but we're doing it at the grocery stores. So why are you going to give them such a hard time? Like, why can't they have like a drop point that people come to? (laughs) So, well, we don't know if they do do that, but essentially the issue, the, the the main issue is that these people are so busy, that and they're too busy to to speak to us, and they're busier than ever because everyone and and different people who've never ordered organic suddenly are going organic, right, right. or certified natural since the U.S. has made it so hard to be you know U.S. organic, organic. Right? but I think they're certified right. natural, whatever that. So it's. It's um, exactly, exactly right. Well, they well, well, they make it impossible for, yes, they for farmers to be organic. I mean, let's right. be real. There's so many things that you have to jump through and all these laws and all these checks that you have to go through in order to be organic. And that's real because I've talked to many farmers across the United States, right. many, many farmers. And, you know, with Farm Aid, that wasn't a joke. I mean, now we know what's going on. So they were trying to get rid of farms and move people in a more concentrated area, namely cities, so that they were easier to control. That was the whole, that was the whole thing. And that's what caused farm aid. And all the, all the farmers came together as a community, as a tribe to try and stop that. Right. And the result was, well, I mean, you know, there's they were we were still in the midst of doing farm aid. I mean, I had the blessing of attending a farm aid a couple years back, and I got to meet lots of the people who were involved, namely the farmers, and I had sit down conversations with them, and you know, it it, it broke my heart to see grown men crying to me. Right. Yeah. And they were crying because, you know, this is what's happening. They were talking about 
the the gases that are being released around their their farms and how it's just a horrendous situation that was one of the examples of um you know these men crying and of course i was putting a documentary towards a, a documentary to get together regarding that specifically but i don't know it's kind of crazy well, and right there now. are documentaries out about exactly what we're talking about. And I'm sure people can find them on Netflix, of course. on Amazon. Um, and you'll hear farmer after farmer after farmer. They're afraid to speak out, but at, at some point, a few of them end up speaking out anyway because they're brought to near bankruptcy because, you know, the, Mon- mm-hmm. the whole Monsanto thing and their, their, and their underlings and coming to harass them at their farms and um, polluting, basically throwing non-GMO seeds on their organic crops. And this stuff happens, and it's it's so gross, so Constant, gross, constantly. And it all started right. with NAFTA. And people need to take a look at NAFTA. And if they don't believe me, they can read up on NAFTA. They can see when it was disseminated. They can see how it went down to South America first, right? Because right. oh, it yeah. did. And so, some of these governments sold their people right. out. And now, and now those same people are so upset because they realize that they're, 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 they're the elderly mm-hmm. now, right? <laughs> and now they're living through this and now they're freaking out. And because of NAFTA, a lot of the corn was turned into GMO. And yes, I know there's so many strains of corn and they're, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But when you're Some telling me <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, well, no, because, or they're right. misinformed or they're uneducated. But when, when somebody who owns a farm and many farmers come up to me and start telling me, oh my gosh, I can't grow my own sure. seeds. I mean, I went to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I've talked to all these people. Yeah. And so, you know, these farmers even from 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 Mexico, I, I've talked to farmers from Mexico. They were telling me that they can't use their own seeds, seeds that they've had generationally in their homes. They can't grow it on their own farm, on their own land that supposedly they own. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to say supposedly because we all know that we don't truly own anything while we're here. <laughs> we don't. The the government knows it can come in to anywhere, to any piece of land and say, no, we're going to own this right now. Yep. You sign away your rights. Yeah. When you get a loan for a home, for a piece of land or whatever, you, you know, there's, there, there's a part in there where you have to relinquish your land if the government right. wants it. Eminent domain. Um, yeah, so exactly. what's really... Um, Interesting, and I want to talk more about this. You know, another time it's fine, but I do want to talk more about Farm Aid because there is a 2020 Farm Aid uh, gathering. Um, I think it was put on hold, but um, yeah, yeah. And and you know, farmers are going to do what farmers are going to do, so they shouldn't have to do it covertly, though. And that's what's upsetting to me because I've been to farms just like you have, and I've seen them work so hard and and even volunteered. Uh, a few weeks of my time here and there to be able to see the ins and outs of a farm and how they're working and things they do. They work very hard for very little money, you know, and it's, I don't even want to give any energy to the people that criticize the subsidies because there's uh, trade reasons that they do, that we do, that we have to do that. And there are times like now where 
we cannot export our food, import our food, sorry, maybe we have no countries that we're able to import from and we need to grow our own, that's why one of the many reasons, there's a multitude of reasons, why farmers are paid to not farm land. You hear ignorant people say that all the time and that irritates me. It's because of situations as now where they may need that land to plant things we are not going to be able to get from overseas. So yada, yada, yada. But (laughs) well, not just overseas, but we've piecemealed this country into nothing. So you go into, you go, you go into Whole Foods and you see avocados from Mexico. You see strawberries from Costa Rica. You see this and that from Chile. You see, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then, you know, so, okay. All right. You know, you have a president that's saying, hey, you know what? Wake up, people. Let's wake up. We must bring our jobs back to the United States. We must do this. We must do that. Well, guess what? There's some reasoning as to why he's saying that. Absolutely. There must be a reason. He must know something that we don't. Right. And he and he said, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to participate in this madness. Right. You know, and every time I, I, I personally, when the chances that I could, I tried to buy and support local. So there was that. Yeah, you movement. do for sure. Yeah. You know, well, I grew up, I mean, my dad still has a farm. I grew up with my dad having right. a farm. He started, you know, vegetables and then with the pigs and then vegetables again. But I mean, you know, I, I know it firsthand what it's like. Yeah. You know to 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 grow i mean it's 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 a rough undertaking and you have to be passionate and love what you do and i can tell you something madge mm-hmm. that from all the farmers that i spoke to every single one and i spoke to many many farmers from all over the country okay and that's one thing that they were is all of them were passionate. They were not doing this just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. They're doing it because they sincerely, honestly, from the bottom of their hearts, loved what they right. were doing, loved working with the land. Right. And so it's time, it's time. And, you know, it, it, it is time. It's time to to come back home and be home and figure out what are we going to do from this moment forward. Absolutely. And not to not to not to. Well, I'm going to do it. Okay, I'm, I I can't help myself. I'm going to I'm going to quote Donald Trump. Let's make America great again. Right. You know, people misquoted him. It wasn't even him that said it you originally. Know. Yeah, but let's let's do it. Let's come together and let's really do this and let's do it right with our eyes wide open. And let's let's stand up because I don't know. It was Reagan I don't that know said it originally. <laughs> Ronald Reagan in the eighties. Well, you know how many cute yeah, well oh gosh darn it, he's a Republican. You can't but do that. The, the, you know <laughs> I mean right. and but we're not that's the thing. It's People are getting way yeah. caught up in who's in 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 hating yeah. on somebody, hating on one or the other, and they've all yeah. had their chance to change. All the career politicians have had their chance to change, and you know 
give somebody a and chance to try something different. <laughs> Let them see yep. what happens. That's it's it. And because they've done nothing. I don't care how many, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, all the years, nothing has happened. That's why people voted for Trump. They wanted something different, even though he's a billionaire who can never relate to anybody, you or I on a regular, normal level. Okay. I get that. Well, no, he didn't always start like that. No, 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 no. He didn't always start as a complete billionaire. No, he, he didn't. A millionaire. There was some type of relatability of when he was much younger. Has he lost that? Probably. He's, a, he's in. He's he's in real estate, so you always need a level of relatability. Real estate investors yeah. are developers and investors are probably some of the most charismatic, goofy characters you'll ever meet in your life. So he is the perfect example of that. But and you know that personally, I won't say why, but you do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my life yeah. was revolved around them for a, yeah. small, a short while. But I definitely mm-hmm. think that it's it's a, a just give give the guy a chance was what I was thinking, right? Like, it, who knows what's going to happen? And that's a I know that's a goofy thing to say, but I just, that's why people voted for him because they he was somebody different from the career politicians that are just trying to create more career jo- more government jobs more. Um, stuff for themselves. I mean, it's that's what people were thinking. I'm not saying that's what I'm thinking, but I, I try to get yeah, in the no, minds but we're sick of, it. of people. No, we're sick of it. And we're like, we're sick yeah, of we're it. Sick so of Bernie it. Sanders, again, he was a career politician. He's somebody that was in the roles all these years, but he's got kids. He's got millennials thinking he's on their side. Honey, he is not on your side. <laughs> so if you're a millennial. Well, we can, so, well, we can go deep into, into that. But I mean, I think that that deserves like a whole show. Like we could talk about Bernie. We could talk about nobody wants to do that. Hillary. We could talk about no. Trump. You know, I mean, we could talk about that. But but really, it's about the people right now. Honestly, Absolutely. and I think that that's what you were alluding yeah. to by saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're just tired. And, you know, and people and, you know, what's interesting, too, I just want to add to what you were saying is that, you know, when you strip a human being bare, Mm -hmm. I mean, really, we're about values and about family and about humanity. And really, most of the people, most of the people, when you get when you get to the bottom line. They're they're about love and helping each other out. Well, absolutely, one hundred percent. And if you can't see that, then you're a mutant. <laughs> right, but that that that's that's what separates right. us, right? That's really what separates us is is our humanity, and there's a there's a fundamental goodness in everybody. Absolutely. There's yeah, give um, or take a few people. I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's sorry. Yeah. You know who that no. you know some of them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. In high places that shouldn't be in high places. And I and I ran the other way. Right. And we both and did. Yeah. Because I didn't want to have anything to do with them. But was that the right thing to do? I don't know. I think so. You know, I I don't want to wear rose-colored glasses anymore. But to be around I, a I'm, tribe, I'm you you need to be around a tribe of people. And in the tribe, there's always... Good people. Yeah, there's always... There are going to be people that are helping each other. So people that help each other are essentially good people. And um, hopefully we're still 
communal enough in mind, like you said, a tribe to be able to help each other. So my neighbor across the street or whoever it might be, you're going to, you're going to try and help in a good, in it, whether it's a good time or a bad time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, it brings me to a time where I was, let's see, I think I was like 10 years old or 11, something like that. And I was walking home. It was, I believe it was a Saturday and Saturday, usually I would take my sisters and we would go to the library or we would go ice skating or, or whatnot. Mm. And this was one of those days. And then right in front, I was just with my, my youngest sister younger than I she was the one um, right below me so interestingly enough we were walking past a fire station and there was some snow on the ground and I remember this woman she was an elderly woman and she fell and I I, I was freaked out because she fell in front of me and I remember running to her trying to help her up and she's like I can't get up she started screaming and I'm like, oh, man, she's hurt. And then I'm like, you know, either she she busted her hip or one of her legs. So I told my sister to stay there with her. And then I ran inside to get, um, you know, one of the firemen and a couple firemen came out and and they were trying to help her. And, and I stood there and I stayed there until she was OK. And I remember the fire. The fireman and then started asking me, "Are you family?" I'm, I'm like, "No." And they're like, "Well, who are you?" I'm like, "Well, we, we found her and we came to get you, so we just wanted to make sure she was okay." And it wasn't until until they were gonna take her away, they had called an ambulance. And when I saw that she was safely in the ambulance, was when I felt comfortable enough to leave. Right. But that's what I'm saying. And I was a ten year old, eleven year old child. That's how we should be with 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 all right. of us. We should be that way with each other. So I can count on you. You can count on me. And, and, and you know that you're safe. Right. And in, 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 at our core, like you helped just instinctively as a child, you just know right from wrong, you know, okay, this is somebody that needs help. Um, like, I think inherently that's all in us, but because we get so tied up in the doldrums if you have a corporate job let's say or you're trying to take the train to get to work every day or drive back in traffic and you're just in this like mindset sometimes you see people and you don't have time for them to help right you're like oh that's that guy's problem but now that we're once once you have to stop everything you become more human slow it down Mm -hmm. and you start to realize as a child you're moving at a slow pace mentally right you're, you're acknowledging everything in your path <laughs> so I think in like inviting our inner child back is kind of a nice idea <laughs> well I, I yeah I didn't have to you know worry about a lawsuit I didn't have to worry about you know oh you touched her okay she's gonna sue you I didn't have to worry about putting food on the table right. I didn't have to worry about the children I didn't have to worry about a car payment. Mm-hmm you know, mortgage payment, all that stuff. So I get it, but but we can't continue to live the way that we have been living. No, no. So, all right. Well, Madge, it's been an awesome pleasure as always. Thank you so much for your time and for your thoughts. I really appreciate that. And, and our listeners, I know appreciate what we're doing and what we're saying and everyone out there, Remember, united we stand. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy. 
and we will be talking to you tomorrow. Much love. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, subscribe, and review. We will come at you with many more topics, and remember, united we stand.